Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. As always, we are the podcast that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and just the lovable, enjoyable madness that uh, comes with the territory, man. And of course, my name is Randy. I am your host on this journey. And of course, I'm not alone in this journey. I am joined as once always by my good friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? What's good, bitches? My throat hurts like a motherfucker, but I got this ginger ale and some tenacity, so let's do this thing. <laughs> oh, man. And guys, dude, we have hit a milestone today. We are celebrating episode number 25. Yeah. We have made it all the way to the age that we... This show can now legally rent a car. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I used to have such a hard time with that back in the day. I know, right? Should have a hard time with it now. <laughs> yeah, once again, folks, those, all those legal issues coming up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. We started no. early today, man. <laughs> but, of course, um, got to get into the uh, good old housekeeping and the, all the regular things here. Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. You can go to geekworldorder.com and check out all the latest, greatest geeky content that's coming your way. And of course, 2020 is Geek World Order 10, 10th anniversary year of Geek World Order. And of course, we'll have more on that as we get closer to the actual anniversary in July. But man, 2020 is going to be a great year to celebrate. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. Look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. They both have their own Facebook pages. Like them, look them up, all that fun stuff. Of course, Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And of course, don't forget to like and comment, subscribe, give us a comment and a rating, anything on all the major podcast providers. Get this geek in your life, baby. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) And today... We're fighting for freedom wherever there's trouble. Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is there. And yes, folks, we are taking a deep dive. Going back to the world of G.I. Joe, it's been a few episodes since we've talked about an episode of G.I. Joe. But I wanted to save a special episode for our 25th episode celebration. We're looking into a two-part episode today, so... This is going to be a long episode, folks, so strap on in and uh, get ready for the ride. Because, bro, we are taking a look at an episode that is a complete mindfuck. It really is. My my poor buddy Shipwreck, man. Oh, we'll get there. But yes, we are looking at the two-part episode that ends season one. We are looking at the episode, There's No Place Like Springfield. (laughs) Oh, Springfield, merge. Dude, and Springfield has a lot of significance to G.I. Joe. Because um, Springfield is also a setting in the comic series. Um, a fictional town created by Cobra for a number of their evil plots. Um, I know in the comics, like the, the Cobra Civil War, a lot of it takes place in the Springfield area. Really? And there, there's a number of think of like major comic story arcs that take place in a location called Springfield. Dude, 
Not for nothing, but this episode shows you how dangerous Cobra really is. Bruh. And this episode is really heralded by a lot of fans as the best episode of the series. It's great. It really is one of the best written episodes. Dude, not for nothing, the psychological, like, warfare that Cobra is capable of. Dude. Jeez. It really is, man. It's psychotic. Like, this is a great episode. I know, the lengths they will go to to get the information that they need. Dude, it... And the technology... Oh, dude, man. Like, Cobra Cobra is not to be fucked with. Let's just put that out there right now. No. <laughs> Cobra is not to be fucked with. Like, when Cobra actually gets serious about something, it is oh. insane. Yeah, and they get really close to getting what they want. Oh, dude. So let's, let's dig into this episode, man. Let's so, go. So we open up on... It's night. We've got an island setting. And a shark lands on a beach. And out from the shark aircraft, the watercraft, come Shipwreck and Lady J. Very stealth-like. Yes, they are in the stealth, like, wetsuit things. But the damn bird. (laughs) Fucking bird. Ah! Out of nowhere, they're, like, crawling. And here comes the bird. Ah! Like, screaming his head off. Yo, Shipwreck just turns... Like you motherfucker! He grabs him and is like, Listen, bird brain. <laughs> this island could be crawling with cobras. And you're giving away our position. Like, extremely. Bruh. And Polly, like, straight up bites him. <laughs> it's like, bitch, I do what I want. Basically, he's like, okay, how... Like, Polly is sentient. Like, he does what he wants to do. Right. Polly he's gives fully no sentient. Fucks. Polly gives no fucks. <laughs> I love Polly, but he's so annoying, dude. Right. Good God. Like, it'd be nice to have a bird like that, but at the same time, you would have your moments like they do, where he's like, shut the fuck up. And, and of course, they're on a mission because they are looking for a scientist. They are looking for Dr. Mullaney. I was going to start calling him Dr. Cuck. (laughs) When they find this motherfucker, all you hear is, "Eh, eh." I was like, wait, what? what?" And no, they, that's his his voice. They straight up find him. He's like hacking away at the jungle with a machete. And this dude is like gone batshit insane. Basically. Like he's and as soon as they see him, Cobra. he's like, eh, eh. like he makes these weird like moany noises and I'm just like, okay, I rewinded it. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> it's like I was cracking up. Lady J's like, um, you got the food? Um, yeah, no, this guy's gonna need a lot more than a field ration. You know, I know, it's like candy he's bar need more some... than a candy bar and some instant noodles. I'm right. like, hell yeah. That took me back to my Navy days a little bit. I'm like, oh, nice. Oh, man. Oh, one of these days I need to, like, find a ration kit. Dude, um. Like an MRE. For, no. Yeah, they sell them at um, at, at the uh, Space Center. Yeah. Like, they sell actually, because they kind of use more or less the same type of ration, 
like ration type foods. I know and you I can buy had, them on like I've had them before. My I know cousin, you can buy them on Amazon too. Yeah, you can. Like my dad was in the army, so he had a few, and, and like back in the day, I used to eat them. Just know, like just to like know what it was like, and it was it was cool to me. Oh, I, I need like, to check the. I need to check the Army Navy store because, like, I know we have the Army Navy store in Orlando. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say they closed the one down, and um, there was one in Coco that I used yeah. to go to a lot, but they shut yes. that one down, and I guess it's, we only have the Orlando one now. Yeah, there used to be two in Orlando. Now there's only one. Oh damn! But it's still a good one. I need I need to go check it out because I need to find some uh, stuff for another GI Joe cosplay I'm planning too. So nice. I need to take a trip. Why out haven't there. I ever cosplayed as Roadblock? What is wrong with me? Right? I just thought about that. Just walk around rhyming and shit, dude. With like a, with like a movie makeup bald head because I ain't shaved. I ain't, I'm not cutting my damn hair. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, but man, seriously, why haven't I done that yet? Right? That's you know what? Cosplay all 2020. I'm participating. Which version of Roblox though? Version one or version two? Yeah, that's a good point because I ain't I ain't cutting this beard off either. Oh man! Then they kind of make it a custom Roblox, maybe. But bruh, when they find this professor, like he's been running from Cobra, like he's been up for like two or three days straight. Yeah, he refused to let himself sleep. He was that terrified. Like. Even the and way he he's looks drawn, fucked up. yeah. Like it, this episode is like so well drawn. Like they did amazing, like in just making him look like this disheveled guy who's been up for like, you know, forty eight plus hours. Right. He's got like the the long, like roughed up beard. His clothes are tattered to shit. Like he still has his lab coat on, but it's just torn to shit. Like. You can tell, like, he's been forced to work for Cobra. Yeah, and he looks malnourished as fuck. Oh, yeah. So, we get the explanation as to why he's running away. Um, because he's basically created this formula that can actually break down the hydrogen-oxygen bonds of water. And basically turn water into a bomb. Yeah, there's some major chemistry going on here. And... And we're not talking Lady J and Shipwreck. We're talking... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. seriously, he created some crazy shit. Could you imagine Yo. that being real? As insane. Dude. So, but Cobra basically has the entire formula, except for one ingredient. <laughs> which <laughs> is stored in Dr. Mulaney's mind. As fucked as that might be. Oh, man. <laughs> and of course, this doctor though, dude. And they learn or that scientist, whatever he is. Yeah, and they learn that he's been kept at Temple Alpha, which is like Cobra's main headquarters up to this point, and that and a location that GI Joe has been trying to determine for years. Yeah. So basically, they tell him that you know they're going to get him back to the flag, the GI Joe's aircraft carrier, and he's like, "I don't know, I don't think I can make it." So like, he straight up pulls this like device out of his pocket, dude. And this just fucking ran. crackhead. 
he just he just leaps towards shipwreck, and just in case, and just fucking just wow! Like I, I sat there and watched that. I'm like, holy shit, this dude's crazy. Yeah, he literally just jams the thing into shipwreck's forehead. <laughs> and it like, fucking shocks the shit out of him. And of course, we get the. The classic you know, shipwreck scream. We gotta have the pain <laughs> scream. Right. So, basically, the formula has been implanted into shipwreck's brain. And Lady J's like, wait a minute. Him? Right. You put... Almost you put jealous-like. I mean, not for nothing. Shipwreck's a bit of an ass, but I love him. It was sort of that reaction of... When we talked about that episode last week of Cops with Berserko. Oh my god, like, right? Him? <laughs> him really him? People? That's the, the reaction Lady J gave. Lady J can be a bit of a bitch sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, no, she literally said, she... you, put the fo- you put the formula in there? And Shipwright's like, I mean, it ain't like he flushed it down the sewer. Right. I love Shipwreck because he always has a comeback. But he's like, and that's like that's like your classic that's like your classic Navy enlisted. To be honest with you, right? And he's like, well, if if the formula is in my brain, why don't I know it? Because it's in your (laughs) subconscious, and it can only be recalled with a password, which he tells to Lady J. Yep. And, and that classic whisper. Is... And the damn parrot is listening as well. Dude, that was great. And and I know we're gonna get to that later in this in this episode, yeah. but that like the entire freaking time. Bruh. Come on. Well, he's useful. <laughs> yeah. So they decide it's time to head back towards the shark so they can get to the flag, but oh, it's Cobra. Yep, here they come, just blasting missiles towards them. Right. Not submachine guns, bullets, no. Missiles, not lasers. Full-on missiles. Yep. So we've got a Cobra Firebat cra- firing away, and, and somehow this thing ends up, like, crashing. Oh, I forget Oh yeah, because I think Lady J's like throws her one of her javelins at her. Or she's got like a crossbow or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, it's a crossbow. Yeah, she literally takes out a freaking cobra fire bat with a cool. crossbow. Yeah, that's gonna have some serious ammunition on it. Explosive arrowhead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did she take Scarlet's arrow launcher with her? Right. Jeez. So yeah. So shortly after that, we get a squadron of Cobra Rattlers led by Major Blood. Oh my god, that freaking guy. <laughs> ah yes. The eye patch wearing mercenary himself. <laughs> I've got it covered, like really. Or whatever the hell he said, it was like an eye joke. Right. So yeah, 
our heroes manage to get back to the shark and they're heading back towards the flag perfect perfect ambush mm-hmm. almost but you know it goes to show you like the joes aren't to be messed with either oh no they're on it because they've got you know the power of a aircraft carrier oh yeah dude well, the the tur- those turrets were ready yes christmas of 20 christmas of 2019 Yes, the 32nd anniversary of still not getting the USS flag under my Christmas tree. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, oh, man. man. It, is, it is like, have you ever been aboard one of those? An aircraft carrier? Yeah. Actually, yes. Um, Last April, I went up to uh, South Carolina and the USS Yorktown. Oh, nice. Because um, the G.I. Joe group, The Finest, they actually do one of their uh, fo- big photo shoots up there. Um. And for those who don't know, The Finest is a G.I. Joe costume club, and they actually do a lot of charity events, and they raise money in conventions. Um, their main charity that they support is um, Canines for Warriors. Oh, that's pretty awesome. A, it's a program that basically takes dogs and rescues them from shelters and puts them through this training program to be assistant dogs for veterans. That is freaking awesome. Yeah, and um, one of the big events they do every year is a big photo shoot at, at the Yorktown. And that, oh, dude, that was such a fun event. Yeah, and I tell people, like, if you could ever go to, like, you know, they do a lot of tours in different areas. And I say this because I was in the Navy. If you can go aboard one minute, it's just, it's great. Dude. Like, not for nothing, sleeping on those is not so fun, and those tall-ass stairs are not so great. But... It's it's just it's one of those experiences that you just you just have to do it. Oh, dude! Oh, they get they have a sub there too. Oh, sweet! See that? Um, I've been on one, and it was a it was a decom it was a decommissioned sub. Subs are not and made it, for people who are six foot four. four. No, <laughs> I swear to you, the Navy was built for short people. Oh, and dude. I'm only five six. Okay, let's put that out there. Yeah, no. I was comfortable. I had a buddy that um, we slept in what were called coffin racks. Uh huh. Good God, I had a friend that was like six foot seven. <laughs> yeah, dude, I am like six he foot. He hated four. his life sleeping on that ship, dude. I hated like, my life just going from like one end to the other of that ship. I was gonna say you could hit your head <laughs> so many times. I think I hit it several times. Ooh. There's a lot of ducking when it comes to being in a ship. Cause I can only imagine in a sub, too. Because literally, like, the sub door is, like, not at the ground level. It's, like... So you, like, literally have to, like, lift your leg and duck your head at the same time. Yep. It, It's the same, dude, man. It's, dude, uh, it's not for the claustrophobic. There, I can tell you that There much. is definitely a whole new level of respect for our military who get deployed... In, like, submarines and ships. Oh, yeah. It is not an easy life. But, dude, man, the flag is the G.I. Joe's main aircraft carrier. and Dude, that thing is impressive. But, yeah, our heroes are ready for a Cobra assault because, like, they're definitely waiting for the professor. Um, so Flint is leading the charge on this one. We've got green shirts in the uh, turrets. 
So oh, they're dude, ready a... to they are ready to take down some cobras. It was a beautiful scene too, like that whole battle scene. Oh, and dude. it why is it so nostalgic hearing the sound of the lasers? I'm like, oh, this is great. Yep. So Flint and Roadblock are the main G.I. Joe's leading this charge. Like, Roadblock takes out, like, another jet just by himself. Yeah, just just with his laser gun. He's just like... So... It was great. Flint's leading the charge. Roadblock's, like, throwing the rope ladder out. So... So our heroes are trying to get up so they get the professor and lady j up to the top oh my but... god and it's like uh what do you say women and parrots first yeah <laughs> and lady j looks back and makes this asshole comment like she don't want me to carry you up there yeah i would look at her like shut up bitch <laughs> like, get... he's like just get up there it's like listen we all know it's like uh-huh, no. He just wants Lady J to go first because he wants to stare at that ass on the way up. Yeah, Lady J got that booty. Bro, like, seriously. <laughs> Lady J got some ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Is the J for jiggle? Because damn! I mean, Scarlet gets a lot of the attention, but... But she's a hot redhead. Lady J, kind of under underappreciated. Oh, yeah. The brunette with the booty. Right? So yeah, so <laughs> Shipwreck gets knocked off the ladder, back into the shark, and then the canopy gets jammed on top of him. Oh, dude. That, like, that kind of gave me goosebumps. It's like, that would be the worst way to go. Right. Like, drowning? being trapped and, like, the cabin filling with water, and you're basically just going to drown there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your coffin. Yeah. Oof. Man. So yeah, she orders a rescue party with from Torpedo, who is like one of the most nondescript Joes ever. Yeah, he doesn't don't say much, does he? No. And this is like one of his last appearances, because like pretty much by the time like the Arise Serpentra arise after this. You almost you basically never see Torpedo after that. He no, and he's he's pretty he much phased a, out after this season. He had a scuba suit on. He could have done so much. Right. It's like, dude, what what's your job? <laughs> like, like what, what is your job? He basically got phased out by more memorable Joes. Pretty much. I guess he wasn't a very popular character, so they kind of just slowly kind of pushed him out of the way i mean by that point i'm pretty sure his toy was off the shelves because like he was featured in the original miniseries oh boy and then he basically got replaced in season two by wetsuit ah wetsuit okay because they both had the same function they were both navy seals right so it was like wetsuit was a more popular one and then he torpedo just nobody cared about him poor guy yeah, Torpedo was just so basic. Yeah, pretty like, much. Literally, he was basically in either, like, the scuba suit or in, like, a white t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he was, like, one of those... He was kind of, like, generic Joe, pretty much. As were, like, most of the original ones. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, at this point, they order the search party. The... 
shark is filling up with water and then shipwreck basically passes out oh yeah oh buddy and here is where everything just starts to go downhill from here i was gonna say shit just goes way left field at this point so shipwreck wakes up in a hospital bed and and the nurse that wakes that he sees wakes up he's like man you lost a nasty fight with that satellite dish and he's like, uh, what? Oh, and your family's here. She plays like, what? Uncle Al? He's like, that's the only family I have. And you're like, no. no. Your wife and daughter are here. <laughs> and the look like, on Shipwreck's face was like, what? oh, hell no. <laughs> it was so funny. Right? He's like, uh, wait, what, what did you just say? Uh-uh. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. So, in walks in mara dude and if anyone remembers mara from the episode memories of mara uh she was a cobra experiment a cobra genetic experiment basically they were trying to create like an aquatic fish force and this Mm -hmm. this woman basically ended up as a like she she had gills and she could not survive outside of water at all And so now they, she's walking into this hospital room and with a little girl that they are claiming is Shipwreck's daughter, Althea. Yo, Shipwreck was like, I ain't got no damn kids. Like, he literally <laughs> jumped out of the bed and he's like... He's like, I ain't nobody's daddy. Like, like, the fuck is this? It was so funny. Like, he did not skip a beat. He's like, I ain't nobody's daddy. And the kid is like straight up crying. She's like, uh, and he's like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Yo, he straight up like he kind of entertained the idea of having her as a wife. Oh, dude! But like, as soon as the kid runs in, he's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't nobody's daddy. <laughs> oh, dude! Like in the yeah, episode that kid. Mara appeared, like he was straight up in love with her. Oh yeah. Oh god, that was that was such a funny scene. So basically, they tell him that, you know, he's has amnesia. Like he's like still confused. He's like, "Wait, why is my beard gray?" Oh yeah, that, and he has like a full like bandaged head wrap going on. It's like, what happened to the flag? And they're like, "Bruh, that was six years ago." Psychological warfare, dude. So they start to tell him about the things that happened and like, bro, like it just like turns into just like straight up horror because in the story that they tell that the flag got sunk that night mm-hmm. after, after being hit by one the the rattlers. Yeah, the 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 flag blew. Lady J died. Yeah, so, yeah, basically Lady J in this scenario was straight up dead. Mm, but then, and then Shipwreck manages to save himself at the very last minute by, like, taking, like, the control stick of the shark, ripping it out, and just smashing the canopy with it. Which I believe. I believe that part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after that, he winds up on a desert island 
builds a raft out of like you know palm trees and vines like, and mm -hmm. literally like sails across the pacific that part i was like eh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like really no no this tale gets even more bizarre because you know it's shipwreck of course so he gets transportation back to joe headquarters he's given a medal a hero's welcome and basically, with the knowledge he possesses, they find Temple Alpha, plan a massive raid on it, and Shipwreck is the one that personally brings in Cobra Commander. Yeah, you know, he kicks a metal door down. I mean, bro. Like, they basically, he was, he like hulked out, kicked the metal door down, attacked the guards, and like basically just speared the freaking Cobra Commander in, like, in the mean, back. I mean, dude. I mean, shipwreck's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> he's my favorite. Like he just Joe. tackles this dude. Um, shipwreck's. I love shipwreck, dude. He's great. He's like, all right. This sounds. This sounds interesting. He's like, oh, okay, I'm a hero. I'll go with it. Okay. All right. Cool. So, like, all right. Let's go home. Cause Doc is still. You know, Doc is the doctor at this hospital. Mm-hmm. Although, as we kind of get through this episode, there's a there is one little thing that kind of drives me a little batshit insane. Is that they're still referring to each other by their code names. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't think about that. Because a lot of the ones that, especially we get into the civilian parts, like... Mm -hmm. We've heard their real names on the show. Um, like Scarlet. We know her real name is Shayna O'Hara. Oh, snap. Um, Roadblock's real name is Marvin. Because <laughs> there was the episode where he literally went to his parents in like Biloxi, Mississippi or wherever he's from. And they call him Marvin. Like, real names have been established on this show for a number of these characters. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Damn. Um, but a lot of, like, a lot of them, especially the ones we know, like, like, Duke and Flint, their real names have been established on the show. That's a, that's a good observation. I just didn't, <laughs> didn't think about that. It's like one of those little details. It's like, I mean, I get it. Like, the code names help the kids remember them. But yeah, like, but at the same time, if you really think about it, why are they still the... using code names if G.I. Joe apparently disbanded? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so they let Shipwreck go home, or Hector, as we know. <laughs> Hector Delgado. So Shipwreck is Hispanic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we'll find out more about Shipwreck's past, too. Oh, yeah, that was a fun part. we get to a later part. scene. So, yeah, they go home. Yeah, Shipwreck still has n no... Still is just absolutely confused. Yeah. Although... Although the car they drive... Kind of reminds me of the Stunticon Wild Rider from Transformers. 
has a oh snap is a very similar that car is very looks very similar to wild riders alt mode i'm gonna have to go back and look at that so yeah they have shipwrecks like i don't know this still seems weird never exactly imagined myself as you know the suburban dad kind of type no he started to entertain the idea though bruh which i don't blame him bruh although it's funny they they actually make a line like like shipwrecks like yeah, this this town just looks like a dozen others I've known. <laughs> oh man, Which... there's a nod to that and what the parrot says later on. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Although that made me think of, since this town is called Springfield, it made me think of the Springfield from The Simpsons. Because they've never actually said where Springfield, what state Springfield is in. This is true. And there are multiple Springfields in different states. Right. And, you know, the Springfield in The Simpsons is just so... It's just like your generic Midwest kind of town. Pretty much. It's like, yeah. I really wonder if somebody in The Simpsons kind of, like, used G.I. Joe as a reference. You know... In that Springfield. That would be pretty interesting. Because that's sort of the the Springfield in the comics, too, is just a very a very basic generic town that could really be any town in the U.S. Dude, like not for nothing. They used to like kind of like point jokes at that in the Simpsons series. Yeah, because everyone always asks, like Springfield, where is that? And like they would never disclose the state in in, like the cartoon. And like they purposely nodded at that as a joke. Yep. I can't remember which episode. I just remember it happening. It actually uh, ha- probably happened on a few. Yeah. And they eventually, I think they eventually revealed it because there was another town over and I forgot the, the name of the town. Hmm. But they used to like make fun of that town. Like they hated that town. Oh, Shelbyville. Shelbyville. That's what it was. It was Shelbyville and then there's Springfield. Yep. I think that's the that was the episode where they nodded at the whole thing. Yep. So yeah, and once Shipwreck gets to the house, he's <laughs> greeted by the annoying bird Polly. Oh god. He's like, "Well, at least one thing hasn't changed." <laughs> that was funny. Like he was immediately annoyed. So So Shipwreck is led to the the living room, but dude, Shipwreck's, like, got a badass living room. I was gonna say, that living room was crazy. He's got, like, pirate paraphernalia. He's got, like, like artifacts from, like, Africa or something. It's, like, it's, like, decked out. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then, here's where I kind of noticed the thing about all the code names. Where Scarlet pulls up. And Mara's like, yeah, I'm going to go shopping with Scarlet. Uh-huh. Why aren't you? Why aren't you? I mean, if at this point, like, if G.I. Joe's disbanded. Like, why are you guys still using your code names? Why aren't you calling her Shayna? Oh, dude, the car was so weird. And Shipra's like, wait, that's your crossbow. Yeah, it was an ornament on her hood. Bro, she straight up used it, her crossbow as a hood ornament. <laughs> and she's like, well, it was your idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did this when me and Duke bought the car three years ago. Oh, man. Like, uh, if Duke is your husband, one, why isn't Snake Eyes your husband? Why, Dude, right? Why, why are we going with this in the cartoon? Come on. And number two, that seat, why is the mom and the daughter both in, in the passenger seat? Bruh. That big ass seat. Oh, dude. Right? I'm staring like, at a screenshot of it right off. now, I'm like, actually. I'm like, what is... What, what kind of car is this? I don't know. But also, what, why are you still calling him Duke? Why are you not calling him Conrad? Mm-hmm. And that's a good observation, because I didn't even, like... Just for, like, nostalgic sake, it's just, like, I just know that as their code names, and that's what you always call them, but... You're right. They're, they, their real names are known. Yeah. It's like, why are you using those code names still? You guys are disbanded. You're civilians now. What's up? Right. And that's where Cobra fucked it. Bruh. So here's where this episode just takes a nightmare turn. Oh, my God. So Shipwreck, <laughs> he's like, all right, you know what? Let me take a nap. Maybe that'll help bro like the light comes on in the house oh dude yeah like the parrot like turns epileptic shock yeah like the parrot turns on the lamp and the lamp's like pulsating it's like bloop, 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 bloop. so he so shipwreck falls off the couch he's screaming and then like some dude just like come and grab him and put him in a an ambulance yeah it's like a random like ambulance just pulls up and grabs him takes him away and they go through a car wash <laughs> oh boy but no they get out he's carried away and next yeah. thing you see is cobra commander Oh, dude, I was, like, watching him, like, oh, down the rabbit hole we go. Because it, like, literally opens up as they go into the car wash. And they drive, like, down this slope into this tunnel. So he, and he's just like, what did he say? What did Mulaney tell you? I Answer love his voice. <laughs> he's just screaming at him. He's like, well, now you die. Yeah. And just shoots him in the face. And he wakes up. Dude, at that point, it's like, dude, what? Yeah. <laughs> then the kid just comes in and is like, Dad, come get some dinner. What? Uh-huh. Oh, so early? Okay. And this is where the mindfuck begins. And now it's night. It's like hours later. Oh, my God, dude. This freaking episode. Dude. Like... Just through the whole thing, man. Like, and as we get through this, there's just like so many layers built into this. It just gets insane. Yeah, it's it's pretty screwed up, guys. Seriously, watch this episode. It is a mind fuck. Seriously, man. So they go to. So it's later that night. Shipwreck's putting the kid to bed. And it's so sweet. And it's, you know, he still is like, okay, well, he still doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. But he's starting to accept it. He's like, you know what? It's not so bad. 
Yeah. Little girl gives him a kiss goodnight. She, oh, she named her cat Stupid. Right. It's not a pet. It's like a stuffed cat. And like, it's stupid. What the fuck? Its name is stupid. Hmm. I was like, damn it. <laughs> and just the... And definitely, like, the psychological torture part is really starting to set in. Like, oh, man. Shipwreck is, like, starting to get full-on depressed at this point. Yeah, he legit gets sad. He's like, I can't remember any of this. You know, and he's starting to feel bad that he can't remember. You know, he really never believed he'd be that kind of person. But you know, like he can't remember what he does for a living. He can't even remember their wedding day. Oh yeah, and he grabs a picture. Literally, it's a picture of their wedding day. Like all the Joes are in the back. Well, not all of them, but oh, who's in some of them? Okay. You know, it looks like his groomsmen were Torpedo, Roadblock, Flint, and Duke. Wasn't, like, uh, wasn't, Ro- yeah, 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 Roadblock was in the back. Yeah, I'm like, wait. Half of them barely tolerated him. <laughs> right? Like, I'm surprised Flint would even be, like, one of his groomsmen. Especially, like, Dude, like, Shipwreck and Lady J had, like, some great on-screen chemistry together. They really did. Like, it's like they couldn't stand each other, but at the same time, you knew there was something there. Mm-hmm. Although, like, in, like, Shipwreck's first appearances, he's like he kind of, like, looked like he might have had a thing for Lady J. I'm sure and, he did. Until he realized Flint was in the picture. <laughs> Bruh. But, dude... So once again, like, Shipwreck's, like, just, you know, hurting on the inside. Poor guy, man. Bruh. So yeah, he he grabs a sip, he takes a sip of his coffee and, oh, he's on the floor. It's like, they basically drugged everything. (laughs) It's like, man. Bruh. And once again, we get, like, more of this, like psychological torture now this Back. time it's like the full cobra like command staff cobra Back commander destro baroness the twins oh man and it's just like what do you know tell us i don't know and he's like screaming at them at this point he's like i don't freaking know man so you just let him go again who buddy so the next day, we go to Shipwreck's place of work, Marina del Shipwreck. <laughs> Which makes sense, like Shipwreck yeah. owning, you know, a marina. That sounds like something he'd do, you know, in civil in his civilian life. Yeah, it's not too far fetched. So apparently he owns this business with Torpedo and Deep Six as his business partners. And so they've got a client coming in to sign papers. It's Flint. Mm-hmm. And he has quite the beautiful woman attached to his arm. And not knowing things have happened, Shipwreck kind of pulls him aside and goes, uh, so, uh, 
Who's the doll? She's even better looking than Lady J. Flint did not like that. No. Apparently this woman turns out to be Flint's fiance. And Flint just straight up punches Shipwreck in the face. Yep. And Shipwreck's like, bro, <clears throat> what I do? He's like, uh, he's like, what just happened? What did I do? Because, <laughs> you know, he can't remember shit. Yeah, poor guy, dude. He's like, maybe they should have told him about their client and maybe right. reminded him what happened to Lady J. Because, nah. you know, in the events of this timeline where Lady J had died, Flint obviously didn't take it very well. And apparently six years later, can't ev still can't even hear her name. Just without not being able to take it well. Even though yeah, he was... seems to have moved on and found new love. Right, that was a pretty uh, a intense reaction. Yeah. But it's like, Bruh, it, if you knew Shipwreck couldn't remember shit... It's like, by the way, don't mention this name. Right? Before we meet our client. Why? You'll see. Like, hey, Flint's coming. Don't mention Lady J. It's like, see, you can't remember stuff, so don't mention her. He ain't, he ain't taking her death very well. Right? Right. I mean, uh, come on, Torpedo, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're just butthurt your toy got discontinued like two years ago. So nobody likes you, Torpedo. <laughs> so yeah, Flint's like, all right, we're, t we're taking our business elsewhere. So at this point, Shipwreck is just kind of, he's wandered off, he's walking around the streets, because he just cannot absorb any of what has happened so far like this is literally just too much for him to handle oh yeah and so he sees then he sees a car drive by and it's his old buddy roadblock oh my god this freaking scene bro <laughs> i laughed so hard <laughs> dude roadblock Woo! goes Man. into the car and he goes into the car wash. And then Roadblock just proceeds to melt. Oh my god. The 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 line though. He like he looks at Shipwreck. He looks at Shipwreck and is like, show us toasty! And starts melting. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I tell you, I had such a healthy laugh. I, I went back, I rewinded it and watched the scene again and just yeah. died laughing. It was so funny. And, like, Shipwreck's freaking out. He's like, he's melting! Help! And, like, just these, like, random thugs just, like, beat him up. Yeah. They just randomly just grab him, punch him in the stomach. He passes out. And next thing you know, Shipwreck's in jail. <laughs> sure was toasty. <laughs> he fucking says that and starts melting. Like, his eyeball falls out of his head. Yeah. He starts melting. So like, it was gruesome, but it was so funny. So yeah, they just beat him up and call the police. So yep, and they basically hand he's in jail. They hand him a tuna. The cop hands him a tuna sandwich. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, thanks for thinking about my what do you what do you say? Thanks for thinking about my nutrition. And he takes one bite of the sandwich and out he goes. Yes, again. Right on top of it's kind <laughs> of like a trapdoor floor. Yeah. Oh man. Bro. Putting this poor guy putting shipwreck through the ringer, man. Dude, and at this point, like once he wakes up, is like, he's just like seeing like everyone. Oh, dude! And yeah, they so just he's... start melting. Yeah, like they try to attack him. He beats them all up, and they start melting. And he's like, "No, no!" Like he's seriously freaking out. Like, dude! Like he was losing his shit. He was like. Like, this is, like, straight-up torture at this point. And, like, he didn't want to attack Scarlet. He's like, I don't want this to happen to you, too. Right. And she straight-up tries to shoot him with the freaking crossbow. And she, like, melts, like, straight onto him. Oh, my God. And then they, like, and then these piles of goo start, like, coming together. It's like, oh, God, they're still alive! He's like, I didn't mean to hurt you. Like, he's, like, he's seriously losing it. And then they carry him away. Yeah, they, like, basically the goo covers him up and just floats off of him. Oh, God, the sound effects. Yeah. It's just like, Bleh. I'm like, oh, God. Yes. And as shipwreck goes into the corridor behind the wall, we get those ominous words, to be continued. Mm-hmm. Yes. And at this point, we get, and at this point, of course, we go to be continued. And from here, we'll go ahead and take our commercial break. So we'll be back in just a moment, folks. Introducing the new Joe's Barbecue and Shipwreck. We're going to stop cover this time. G.I. Joe! Joe! G.I. Joe Bridge Layer comes with driver. Or Striker comes with driver. Other figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. What? My brother's in trouble. How do you know? I know! Until now, Joe's had it easy. But now it's going to get real hard. Cobra's hired evil twin brothers. Leaders of the Crimson Guard. So much the same. If one's in trouble, the other feels pain. The Crimson Guard's the most dangerous foe. Can G.I. Joe stop the Crimson Guard? Find out in Marvel Comics. You can imagine wherever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! Cobra's still in the capsule! Scrap iron sold separately. They're getting away in the water moccasin. The shark will catch him. No, Joe! Each set is sold separately, and some assembly is required. They're throwing the capsule overboard! Let's go get it! Joe! Joe! G.I. Joe Shark comes with Diver. Cobra Water Moccasin comes with Driver. Each set and other figures sold separately from Hasbro. Now, back to G.I. Joe. All right, and we are back. And as we come back, we begin part two of There's No Place Like Springfield. 
And from here, we get Shipwreck in the blob that enveloped him at the end of the first part. And basically, it carries him down basically a slide. He goes down like this sewer stream. And he gets dumped up in his front yard. <laughs> yep. And at this point, Shipwreck has just completely lost it. He's like, nope, there's something wrong with me. Put me back in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Like, the kid is crying. Everyone's terrified. The Polly is making funny farm comments to him. Ah, and going to the funny farm. <laughs> it's like fucked up. Like, fuck you, Polly. Yeah. That so, shit was funny. Polly flies, like, straight to Doc's office. And he's like, he's like, all right, go make your report. And Polly flies straight from Doc's office into the car wash and Cobra Commander. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Agent P9, report. <laughs> Mental state deteriorating. He's losing <laughs> it. It's like I'm watching and I'm like, Polly, you motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, well, there'll be more there. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. So, shipwrecks in the hospital. And Doc's like, well, we're pro. All right, we should probably hold him here for, for, for a few days to run some tests. Oh, buddy. Dude. <laughs> so, they wheel shipwreck into an operating room. He's on a table. And just as Doc goes to a panel... The the Crimson Guard commanders, Zamalt and Tomax, go, Don't touch that dial. <laughs> we have a new recruit. Yes. Cadet Deming will be proceeding with, with the investigation here. And we'll she's find hot. It, we find it beneficial to our her training. And it's the nurse that from when Shipwreck first woke up. Yep. Yes. Nurse Deming is actually Cadet Deming, who is in the Crimson Guard program. And, dude, the, the Crimson Guard, they are the elite. Yeah, like, Cobra's they are, hiring. They are the special <laughs> forces of Cobra. Like, they're basically Cobra Commander's personal guard. And, if, and for those who may forget the Crimson Guard, they're the ones in, like, the all-red fancy uniforms with the full helmets. Like, they are pretty yep. intimidating looking. So, yes, they begin the device, and Cadet Deming takes Shipwreck on a journey through his mind. And we learn about Shipwreck's past. Which was which pretty cool. He grew up in the... Um, the Shipwreck's file card actually says uh, Chula Vista, California. So he's in the, you know, in the San Diego area. He grew up near the shipyards. And that was and what he he always wanted to be a sailor. Yeah, that's he, he idolized that stuff, which was really cool. Like he joined the Navy at, at 17. Si I was like, nope, actually 16. <laughs> I like, lied nope, about 16. my age. Right. And I was like, you know what? That was actually very common for a while. <laughs> like a lot of people would lie about their age to try to go in early. Uh -huh. Which was yep. stupid because 
you literally just all you have to do is look up their file. <laughs> Actual social. Uh huh. Oh yeah, no, you you can't get you can't get away with that nowadays. Oh no, not now. Back then, people used to get away with it a lot, but oh yeah, not these days. And we learned that Shipwreck's Navy career was kind of a pretty like pretty insane. Um, Southeast Asia to the Florida Keys, fighting off oh, yeah. pirates and smugglers. Yeah, he was he was pretty uh he was a force to deal with. Yeah, and then it just eventually joining the Joes and making it to this little island in the Pacific and meeting Dr. Mullaney. And they Which are straight was... up Oh, go ahead. I know, and they keep like turning up the intensity on the machine trying to like get this information out of shipwreck. Bruh. Like the uh the doc which at this point we pretty much confirmed that the uh, citizens of Springfield are synthoids. Yeah, they're these weird little I don't know what even the hell to call them. They're basically clones. Yeah. It's basically that, like That's a, where all the goo comes from. It's basically a synthetic genetic matter that Cobra uses to basically essentially make clones and duplicates. Oh, dude, this part was really interesting when the doc was like, no, like, don't keep turning up the frequency. Uh-huh. He basically started thinking for himself. Yeah, and he was like... like he, it became sentient. He's like, no, he's like, it's going to damage um, both not of only them. your cadet, but it's going to damage my patient. And they're like, hmm. It's like, hmm, you're Seems starting to think for yourself. <laughs> the doctor has gone defective. And they just, like, straight up beam him. Yeah, they shoot the shit out of him, and he turns to goo. <laughs> and that is the thing. There is like a special. There is like a beam with a certain frequency that will destabilize the synthoids and put them back into their goo consistency. Yep, and they have to basically reconstruct, like basically re reboot the doctor. Basically, and dude, and basically they turn the thing up to full power. Oh my god! Like, and you can tell like she's going insane. He's going insane. Like, there are, like, images floating all around the room. Yeah, they look like freaking... look like spirits, almost. And, and there's, like, images of, like, the flag blowing up, the Cobra officers, and Shipwreck's just like, I don't know. I can't tell you anything. It... I can't it, tell you unless you say the password. Yeah, and, and Lady J's the only one who knows it, and she's dead. Yeah, and the funny part is they got the most information out of him uh -huh. that they ever did at that moment. Dude, and Deming's like, you're a liar. You're a piece of shit. Oh, she's Tell all me. up in his face. And then she just, like, straight up passes out. Oh, yeah. That was, it was great, though. Bruh. Like, she just climbs on the table and is, like, yelling in his face. So, luckily for them, they're both still alive. So, the, the twins contact Cobra Commander, and he was like, um, okay, you guys are idiots for not thinking that Mulaney would have done something like this. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they're like, well, we've already gotten, we've already got, we're already working on it. And bro, they, they've literally got shipwreck under like this light 
and there's literally a voice like playing literally reciting words from the dictionary right like every single word oh my god cobra commander he's like oh that's great oh we'll have that formula in like six to seven years (laughs) he's Um, like oh you also you might want to double your efforts to find the doctor yeah and Cobra Commander's like, I don't appreciate you telling me what the fuck to do. <laughs> Bruh. Like, he, fle- he flexed his rank on them real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and jeez. <laughs> it was great. Yep. So, and somehow in this... In, in this exchange of chaos... Shipwreck actually wakes up. And so things are starting to make a little more sense now because Shipwreck's like, all right, uh, I just woke up. I'm going to go into the bathroom here. And he splashes water on his face. And And, lo and behold. And the gray comes out of his beard. Not for nothing. Why didn't that happen before? Right? All of a sudden the gray's coming out of his beard. Like, nobody and no let one him... seems to notice. It's like, nobody let him take a shower? Or That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody let him brush his teeth, take a shower, nothing. Or maybe they got special water that has, like, beard dye in it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and Shipper's like, what in the name of the Nimitz? It's like, bro. It was great. Uh, so we have another. So he he climbs, he jumps back into bed because he hears someone coming down the hall. And it's a nurse. Another nurse. Who has a glass of milk. So <laughs> he needs she, some milk. <laughs> he needs some milk. Oh, man. So he she hands him the glass. She's like, nah, baby. You need some milk. He's like, exactly. That's exactly what he did. Like, nah, you need some, some milk. milk. Nah, you need some milk. He like he's turned like, her around and starts pouring the milk down her freaking throat. Because he's like, hmm. Like, yeah, wait, no. Every man. time I've eaten something or drank something, I've pa- I've passed out. Right. So he he and he literally makes the nurse drink the milk. And here comes Polly. Get off of her. But no, but also here comes Polly again. I know a second Polly and blast the shit out of the fake Polly. So, so now we're starting to build towards some as, as the real Polly comes in the room. He yells, yo, Joe. It has this like little like zappy thing. Yes, he's got this. He's got the synthoid. Ray. And he just blasts the shit out of that synthoid poly. Dude, he really did. He's like, um, fuck you. Nobody fucks around with shipwreck but me. And I figured that, you know, it took all this to hit. Like, the funny part is, Polly is very strategic. <laughs> so he probably observed what was going on, went and got the synthoid blaster. He's like, all right, cool. Now I can save him. Yep. So at this like, point. Polly's a shit. So at this point, Shipwreck's figuring it out. 
that it's all a hoax. They're trying to get the information out of him. Lady J's not even dead. The flag hasn't sunk. Oh, Polly's yeah. just like, all right, getting warm. Right, getting warmer. Getting warmer. Ah, you're hot. You're hot. <laughs> Bruh. And that gave like, me a new appreciation for Polly, to be honest. Like this episode. Dude. Because at first I'm pissed at Polly, and then I'm like, that wasn't even the real Polly. Yep. Like, this is the real Polly. I like this one. <laughs> but then Shipwreck's like, wait a minute. How do I know you're not another fake Polly trying to get information? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's like, ah, remember that night in Annapolis? Oh, okay, okay. That was okay. such a great nod to like Navy life. It's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that. Uh, so they make their way out of the room, and Shipwreck's like, you know what? I've got an idea. And he heads for the car wash. Lo and behold. It's Cobra's headquarters. But not just any Cobra headquarters. It's Temple Alpha. Yeah. And we see some Cobra troops with the Dreadnoughts. And they've got, like, some synthoids and just making them fight for sport. Basically. And, and that's how they pretty much start explaining what the synthoids are. Right. So, so Zartan, kind of like, yeah. he, he gives them some, some basic information to these Cobra cadets. He's like, yeah, yeah, this is how they work. And now we have technology that we can actually reconstitute them and, and keep using the matter. So, yeah. So, it's pretty interesting technology. But it's in the hands of Cobra, Mm -hmm. so... So, yeah, they make it through. Somehow, ship... Somehow, Vipers don't see Shipwreck sneaking around. While he's talking out loud. (laughs) And eventually, he gets to a computer station that shows Springfield is just on an island. Not far from where he originally was. Yep. And basically he puts two two to two together and goes, This isn't just any Cobra headquarters. This is Temple Alpha. Which, that's why I pretty much believe, like, okay, he washed up on shore, but he washed up on that Springfield Island, basically. Yeah. And Cobra found him. Yeah, they found him first. So yeah, he's sneaking around. And then he sets off an alarm. <laughs> oh, man. So, and you get your classic shipwreck running through. Shipwreck's always setting off an alarm and having to, like, basically haul ass. Right. That happens quite often. Bro, like, he runs through this lab... And just, like, knocks this guy on the ground. Dude, and the chemical falls on his freaking head. And just makes him bald. It just, like, burns all his hair and beard off. So. And I'm looking at, like, a screenshot of this show just from the site I'm getting this 
the episode description on, bro, there's like kind of the way this scientist looks with the hair. And oh like, yeah, and he's the, like moving Einstein. <laughs> bro, because there are some there are fan theories going around the internet that this scientist that shipwreck knocked over and made bald there are theories that people think this is dr mindbender oh really before he's dr mindbender oh snap it's like bro like i'm looking at the like i can see it in the face when the guy's got the hair and the mustache it's a very interesting theory that is an interesting theory wow and like, I can see it in the mustache and kind of the facial structure. Hmm. It's a very interesting theory. Good old G.I. Joe lore. So, yeah, he's running through science science labs and eventually just runs into a wall because he's not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, he, like, literally eats shit and runs into a wall. He's like, well guess we don't have anywhere to go but up at this point oh man and so he comes into a lab there's like a glass of water on a table and it's like wait a minute operation hot water this must be Mulaney. this must be Mulaney's research oh my god this next scene and he's like ugh I could cause some real havoc here. It can blow Springfield off the map. If only I knew the blasted formula. And good old Polly. Alright, frogs in winter. Frogs in winter. Dude, and he just goes in he just starts chant like chanting off like every single ingredient of the formula. Oh. So Polly this whole time knew the damn password. Yeah, because he was right there when Mulaney said it. <laughs> oh, man. And probably nobody thought to think of the bird. Of course not. And uh, he literally starts reading. He like, literally starts reciting the the formula. Dioxynitrophosphate, ammonia, hy- hydrochlor. Oh, man, I can't even say I can't remember it. (laughs) Like, I'm literally, like, they're they're literally in this, like, detailed episode description. Potassium triglyceride and tholium isotope 385, which was was... literally right on the shelf right above. Yeah, just sitting right there. They literally, and somehow nobody, none of these Cobra agents, scientists thought just grab stuff off the shelf. Well, I guess it's, not for nothing. If you use the wrong thing, it could have true. been pretty disastrous. But that's kind of the point. They were trying to basically cause a lot of disaster. Yeah. So at this point, Cobra, Commander, Destro, Zartan, the Dreadnoughts, they all just bust into the room. And Shipwreck's like, don't come any closer. He lights a match. Like he just straight he straight pours the entire thing down the drain. Oh yeah. He's like oh. Which was quick thinking. He's like Psh. 
I'll do it. I'll burn it. Dexter's like, oh, you won't. No, you won't. It's like, listen, you, that's not going to work. And Shipwreck's just like, want to bet? <laughs> he throws the Doesn't match work. down the train. Everyone else jumps out of the way except for freaking uh, Destro. They're like, see? It can, only be de- it can only be ignited by a trigger explosion. Oh, you know, like the Dreadnoughts <laughs> shooting at Shipwreck. Right, it's like, okay, let's... Let's fucking shoot this guy. And he's like, no! No, you idiots! So they shoot him. He jumps out of the way. He's like, no, that ignite the explosion! They, and, and this island yeah. lights up like a Christmas tree. And the Joes see it. Like, they can see it. Like, from the flag, this island is, like, glowing. It is, like, daylight now. <laughs> That's how many explosions have gone off in this Cobra sewer system. Yeah, like the moment they shot that thing, you see pretty much the entire pipe system in that town just doosh, 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 doosh. Uh-huh. Everything gets blown to shit. It was it was a great scene. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. So the Joes are making their way to the towards the island. Shipwreck starts running. Polly's like, um, wait a minute. Ah, the beach is this away. <laughs> I got, Shipwreck's like, I got to find some, I got more important things. So he, oh boy. he runs to the house, not realizing that, you know, the wife and kids are synthoids. Yeah, at this point, like, he has everyone put else put two part. and two together, like, as far as the audience. So he runs into the house. Mara is like pointing a rifle at him. And Althea is pointing a rocket launcher at him. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Daddy. It's like, ah, oh, shit. And Shipwreck's like, what? Like, he's like paralyzed at this point. Well, he really wanted to believe, like, you know, he had a family still. Yeah. After realizing it was all fake. Luckily, Polly still has that device with him. So he just, and, like, yeah. he melts him away. And Shipwreck just, like, like, deer in the headlights. He is not happy, dude. I felt so like, bad for him. Synthoids. They were synthoids. Like, you could tell just, like, the sadness in his voice. Yeah, like, he wanted to believe he could have a family. Uh huh. Like, like that. I was like, that hit. That hit hard. I'm like, oh my goodness. Why'd you guys do shipwreck like that? And he's like, poor, it, poor guy. And Polly's like, bro, this house is gonna blow. Ah, get out of here, sailor. He's like, all right, yeah. And like, like he, at that point, you just stop caring. He's like, like uh, he barely gets to the door, and like the house explodes, and he's de- and he's thrown a few feet away. Oh yeah. How he's not dead is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Lady J and Sh- or Lady J and Flint find him. And they're like, "Ah, oh, you're alive." Did they stop like looking for him at a certain yeah. point? They just assumed he was dead. Man, you know, they're like, but they're so- something. They're happy. Lady J gives him a hug, but they, they can tell something's wrong. 
And like, whoa, what happened, shipwreck? Was there something important in that house? And, bro, the episode Please. ends with the lines, nah, nothing important. Just a dream or two. It was so sad, man. I'm like, oh, Dude, like, this entire episode was just batshit insane, balls to the wall, and just so emotional. It was very beautifully written. Like, I really have to give it to him. Like, this was a really, really good episode. Like you say, a lot of people say it's one of the best ones, if not the best one. You know, every time I've seen an, an like a listing for like, you know, top whatever number episodes of G.I. Joe, I would say maybe 99% of the lists have this in the number one spot. It was great. Dude, just the mind fuck on the first part. Yo. Like everything just, just went nuts. Just the layers of just how far they're willing to go. To, to drive shipwreck mad to get this information for this formula. Like they constructed an entire different life for him once he came to. Like No, when Cobra has a diabolical plan that actually works. They don't skip is, a beat. Dude. Like it's kinda like when they a few years ago they did that G.I. Joe Resolute movie. Oh yeah. That was just so adult oriented. <laughs> like yeah. it was literally like a rated R G.I. Joe movie. Like Dude, people actually died in that movie. Yes. Dude, like, Cobra is is seriously, they're not to be messed with. No, like when Cobra is written as dark and ruthless and don't give a fuck it can oh, be yeah. absolutely brilliant just in the aspect of just the psychological torture dude and that was the biggest thing for me i'm like shit man and just so many layers just to like make this man go mad Dude. Like they really went for it. Dude, I legit thought he was like going insane. Which was what they wanted. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, no, let's just build up this life. Let's give him a wife and a kid and all these things like even Shipwreck didn't know he wanted in his life. And that's some serious shit. Ooh, buddy. But no, the writing in this episode was so good. And to think, like, dude, these are the shows we watched as kids, man. And this was dark. And, like, we didn't really realize it as kids, but as we're adults now and you can fully appreciate it, sheesh. Especially when you, like, really start building to that crescendo. Because, like, it really started to build, like, as soon as Polly threw, flew through the window, like, Yo, Joe! Kinda, Seriously. kind of almost cried a little bit. It's like, but, oh, Polly! I was like, uh-oh. Oh, man, now we're building. We're, we're, 
because it, it was like right at that pinnacle and it was a good place to just like kind of build right there and a good emotional reaction oh man I don't know, dude. Like, I always, I love, I don't know, like, when something is written to where it gets the reaction it's supposed to, and you go along on that emotional roller coaster. Oh, dude, mission accomplished. The writers have done their job. Yes, exactly. And just, like, the downer note on the episode, like, the downer note it ends on. Right, it like hits you really hard right at the end. You're like, oh, damn. And this episode really, start to finish, both parts, dude, there was definitely like a lot of emotional connection. Yeah, there really was. Like, he's, like he already realized it was all fake, but he still tried to run in and save his family. Yeah. He still wanted to believe that. And you're like, shit, man, that really hits hard. But then you have the writing, but you also have the visuals. Like the scenes where they're trying to get the information out of shipwreck. Uh, the scene with Cadet Deming running the the device to try to force the information out of him. The scenes of his friends just reverting into the synthoid goo. Right, and he's watching them and, like, freaking out. He's like, like, he screams. He's like, help him, help him. He's melting. And when Roadblock was in the car. Yeah. And you can tell, like, they really put effort into animating the episode. Oh, it was like, great. You could tell the emotional damage, the emotional damage, the psychological damage that it was doing to Shipwreck. Like, he was seriously losing it. And they perfectly animated his facial expressions to convey the apps, just the pure emotion that he was going through. And you could tell it was affecting his psyche. And that's and that's another thing. Kudos on the voice acting, too, because you could really feel the turmoil he was in. Dude. Neil Ross, man. Seriously. Absolute badass. And, bro, I really hope this guy gets down to Florida sometime soon. It's like, I definitely want to meet him at a convention. That would be freaking amazing. Especially now that he does, like, his photo ops dressed as shipwreck. <laughs> nice. It's like, oh, my God. Neil Ross cosplays as shipwreck for his photo ops. That I'm is like, freaking fantastic. Like, that man either needs to get to Florida or I need to get to an out-of-state con. Because <laughs> I, I will take that photo op of him dressed as shipwreck with me dressed as shipwreck. That would be fucking epic as shit. Oh, man. Is that one of the... Oh, what am I at? Five, five characters now for G.I. Joe? Yeah, five. <laughs> I need to get started. And, and shipwreck was the first Joe I did, of course. He's a freaking favorite, man. He's he's just great. Like mm-hmm. Shepard is a great character. Dude, he really is. Like like the cartoon like treats him as a joke so often. But no. Shipwreck's a freaking E7. 
you don't get to oh, be yeah. an E7 without knowing what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, sure, Shipwrecks comes off as lazy, but he's like, no, no, he knows what to do at the right time. Exactly. Like, so, when, it, when it comes down to it, he gets the job done. And, uh, I mean, I know there's a little artistic license here with the uniforms, and, I mean, these guys are a hand-selected anti-terrorist unit, so they're given leeway as to what, you know, they can wear for their uniform, and they kind of get to customize it, but... Aside from, like, you know, the open buttons and the loose duty belt, Shipwreck is mostly a standard uniform. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically he's wearing the wrong uniform for his grade. I was going to say, yeah, he is wearing the wrong uniform, though. But what the hell is a chief's uniform going to do in a combat situation? (laughs) Right. I mean, for this, you know, for the sense of what he does on a daily basis, you know, for his daily work and being in the field, uh, the dungarees are a better, are probably a better option than a chief's oh, yeah. uniform. I was going to say, they're a bit more maneuverable. Yeah. But no, dude. Like, no, the comics, like, treat Shipwreck a lot better. <laughs> and really, yeah. like, if you want to see Shipwreck be a badass check into like comics like even through the different generations marvel idw uh i think it was devil's do that had the license for a while most incarnations of shipwreck have in comics have been pretty badass that's pretty freaking awesome i know like that's why shipwreck's my favorite he's just he is a badass Oh, yeah, he definitely is. And it was kind of weird, like, you know, as a kid, like, you know, the most military thing I knew was G.I. Joe. And even as a kid, I'm like, so is this what the Navy's like? Is this what the military is like? And as an adult, like, (laughs) hearing stories from, like, people I know that have been in the Navy, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we... (laughs) Yeah, sailors can be just, like, shipwreck. And like, not give a fuck. <laughs> and that's exactly what's so funny about Shipwreck is because, like, I've been in the Navy, and his, like, his attitude, his personality, that is really freaking Navy. <laughs> it, it seriously is. And I, I think know. it's hilarious. Oh, uh, and I know at some point, I know there's a movie I need to watch. Um, uh, It's a Jack Nicholson movie. I guess where Jack Nicholson plays a sailor. Oh, and I got to find the name of the movie because apparently the Jack Nicholson's character in this movie is where they get a lot of the characterization characterization for the cartoon version of shipwreck. Oh, really? Oh, I got to find that. I got to find that movie. Like I'm going to sound stupid saying it. It wasn't a few good men, was it? No. Because I know that was a that was a different branch, if I remember right, or was it? I think that was. I think that might have been Army. Oh, there it is, the last detail. Uh, Never from, seen it from nineteen seventy three. Hmm. But apparently, from what I understand. Um, a lot of the characterization for Shipwreck in the cartoon 
and kind of how Neil Ross kind of came up with the voice for Shipwreck was based on this movie. And honestly, oh, wow. if you listen to Shipwreck's voice, there is a bit of a Jack Nicholson quality to it. You know, now that you say it, I can hear it. That but is yeah. funny. But no, I need to find this movie and watch it. But it's called The Last Detail. Hmm. That one I, I need to find. You're going to have to remember that. Yeah. Oh, man. But, dude, like I said, in summary, this episode, absolutely amazing. Seriously, great job on this episode, dude. Dude. Like, they did great. I know we say it, but when 80s cartoons are at their best... They're really good. And, like I said, all in all, this episode, top-notch animation, top-notch storytelling... And really, like I said, the only thing that bothered me was them using their code names. Yeah, like that pretty much should have been a dead giveaway. Right. There's something ain't quite right here. Which I which which makes sense because Cobra might not have that information. Nope, actually, by this point of the series, they would have that information. I was gonna say you think they would at this point. There, there is an episode. Where Cobra goes after the families of G.I. Joe members and uses like oh, hypnotic really? technology on them. Oh boy. And that's where we learn a lot of their real names. Because among them were Scarlet and Shipwreck. Those were two of the ones that Cobra went after their family members. Oh, boy. Oh, man. And I think that was another two-parter. So, yes. Mm. At some point, Cobra does know G.I. Joe members' real names because they have gone after their families. Why am I blanking? I'm blanking on the name of that episode. That's an interesting observation, though. Like, seriously. But, no. And that should have been, like, one of those details that kind of gave it away. And it's like, yeah, if you're, I mean, if you've been at that point, I mean, granted, I mean, they, they serve together. I mean, they're yeah. probably used to calling each other by those names, but still, like, yeah, I guess I can kind of see, I mean, I guess I can see both ways on it, but I still feel like it's kind of my gripe about this episode. <laughs> but overall, if that's really the only thing I have to complain about. Like I said, they, they still did their job. It, they, they did great on this episode. Absolutely. And there's no place like Springfield. Definitely recommend it. Oh, definitely yeah. an episode you got to go see. If you guys have not, please watch it. Both parts. Uh, definitely. And, but I think that'll do it for this episode, man. And, and uh, I just want to thank everyone for sticking around with us, helping this podcast grow. Obviously, we've made it to 25, and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Get used to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this has been an episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, check us out at geekworldorder.com. Search Geek World Order, 
and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, both at Order. And of course, go find us on all of the major uh, podcast content providers, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. If we're if it's a podcast platform, you can find us there or you can subscribe to us there. Just, of course, leave the comment, leave the five-star review, the thumbs up, the heart react. Whatever method your podcast provider lets you do, definitely give us some feedback. Help us grow. Tell your friends about it. Share the social media pages. Invite your friends. But please, tell someone about this podcast. And just help help us spread the love, man. And thank you all for sticking around. This is, we're, like I said, we've hit the 25 episode mark. And we're just, we got so much more planned, folks. Oh, yeah. So definitely stick around. You know, like, share, and support. Like I told you before, I'll find you. <laughs> when, when I feel better, but give right. a little head start. And on that note, we will see y'all next week, guys. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Thank you.